we're starting off this new series today called Mind Game because most of the battle that you and I face literally takes place in our mind. And the kind of catchphrase here is where, what direction are your thoughts taking you? Um, obviously, uh, in, on top of the scripture, I have read three books that I feel like were really just influential in helping shape this series. I got them on the screen for you. I would encourage you, if you're not a reader, you can audible any one of those, all right? You can actually listen to it. So if you have a long car ride and you're like, man, I'm always just listening to whatever podcast. These would be some great books to listen to. Uh, They are powerful, um, and I would encourage you to do that. And like I said, they help kind of shape this series. But our greatest enemy that you and I have today is our mind. That's where the enemy attacks us, and it's time that we have to fight back. In 2 Corinthians 10, uh, Paul writes it this way to the Corinthian church. He says it like this. It will be on the screens for you. For though we walk in the flesh, in other words, even though we're living, breathing human beings and here we are physically, it says we're not waging war according to the flesh. In other words, there's a battle that we have to fight. This battle is not done with guns and knives and missiles and tanks and and frontline enemies uh, and frontline battle. He's saying the weapons of our warfare are not of this flesh, but they have divine power to destroy strongholds. And we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. Our battle takes place in our mind. And the enemy uses our own thoughts to tell us lies. And he works hard to shape the way that we think about things. And a lot of you, you believe a lot of stuff because of the lies that you tell yourself. And I know it sounds like, your own voice, because you're saying, it's my voice, it's those thoughts that I'm having, these are coming from me, but they're actually coming from the enemy. The enemy's job is to steal, kill, and destroy. And when it comes to these thoughts in your life, he is sending them your way, and he's hitting you over and over again. It feels like sometimes just when you get enough air to breathe, um, it feels like you're drowning all over again. And we will believe lies about God, we'll believe lies about our spouse, about people around us, about our others, or even about ourselves. And what we have to do is to begin to tell truth because truth sets us free. So this is kind of like our main thought for this entire series is this, that your strongest thoughts push your life in that direction. The strongest thoughts that you have actually push your life down that direction, and it's no wonder, here we are in 2024, and and you'll just say things like this, like, man, it's just going to be another bad year. This year is just not going to, it's already started, it's already horrible, and you'll begin to think that way, and by the time you get to the end of the year, the year is going to end up exactly the way you thought it was going to be, horrible. This year was horrible because look at this, and look at this, and look at this, and look at this, Your thoughts literally help shape the way that you think. And so it comes down to this idea of connection and separation. When you're connected, you feel one way. When you're separated, you feel another way. And you can look up, science has researched this. They call it toxic thinking. Scientific terminology is what they call it, toxic thinking. And what they say is all the kind of negative behavioral things that people have the illnesses and things like that, stems from ultimately toxic thinking. Now, what I think is ironic about it is like God already told us that in the Bible. 
We already know that this type of thinking exists. It's been there for thousands of years. And I love it when science continues to back up what the scripture has already taught us. Proverbs 23, 7 says this, For he thinks it in his heart, so he is. In other words, if you think it, that is exactly what you are. So what we say is like this. What we think determines who we become. What we think determines who we become. If you feel like you're unlovable, you'll be a person who is unlovable. If you feel like you'll never be good enough, you will be a person who will never be good enough. You're like, see, I just didn't get the raise and this is because I'm not good enough. And if you trace back that lie you told yourself, I'm not good enough, it goes all the way back to when you felt like your parents felt like you weren't good enough. You weren't as good as your brother or your sister. You weren't as good as they were when they were your age. You're not good enough. And your whole life has been determined by I'm not good enough. I never got the scholarship. I never got the girl. I never got the guy. I never got the job. I never got the house. I'm not good enough. And that becomes the mantra for your entire life. And when you dwell in negative thoughts, sometimes uh, we're surprised when negative things happen. And we're blaming God. It's like, but your thoughts took you that direction. And this is more than like, Glass half full, glass half empty, all right? This is more than just I'm an optimist, you're a pessimist, okay? This is beyond that. This is beyond like the way that you think about things. Let me say it like this. So many of us, we have these negative thoughts, okay? I want you to understand today that those negative thoughts that you have are not coming from you. I know you're thinking, yeah, but my thoughts, like I'm thinking them. It's my voice saying it. Those negative thoughts are coming from me. But none of us in this room would self-sabotage ourselves. None of us in this room would choose to self-destruct. What you have to understand is that those thoughts come from an enemy who feeds us the lies, who feeds us those thoughts of negativity, and we repeat them over and over and over again, and we realize some things that we think are true about ourselves and it's not coming from you, it's not coming from God, it's coming from the enemy, and he's giving you the lies, and you're buying into it. So what we need to do is to change the wavelength. Hey, I'm feeling 40 today, so go with me on this one, all right? So I brought, I brought along an ancient uh, artifact with us this, this morning. Yeah, my people know what this is, all right? Gen Z's like, what is that? So long before the day of cell phones, and even MP3 players, there is something like this, a CD player. That's right. You can open it up. You put a CD. This one has VeggieTales in it. That's how you know it came from the church, right? Um, you would have to buy an artist's, like, CD. Like, I like that person. And you would buy their album. And you got the 10 to 14 songs, whatever they had on the CD, that's all you could listen to. All right? You couldn't listen to multiple artists at the same time. But on this CD, because this one was a little high-tech, on the side of it right here, yeah, you know what that is. These little knobs right here, this is called a radio. This is wild. So on this radio, you would actually have to change this little dial. Like you would physically have to move it with your hand, all right? You can touch a button and you would have to like figure out the station that you wanted to listen to. And on this particular one, it has what's called AM, amplitude modulation, FM, frequency modulation, AM and FM, 
No one listens to AM, all right? Like, no one, okay? Um, so it's FM. And so uh, we kind of say it like this, all right? Um, your life, your thoughts, they're tuning into a station. So let's just call negative thoughts, the lies, the isolation, the things that you feel, we'll call that AM, okay? And then let's call like positivity, faith, um, love, connection, let's call that FM, all right? Some of us have spent our entire lives listening to AM, wondering why God doesn't love us. Wondering why we never get ahead. Wondering why our life is the way that it is. It's constantly negative. You feel this isolation and disconnection and anxiety and fear and separation. And you're wondering why is it that your life is this way. What I'm telling you is you're listening to the wrong station. You've got to change the wavelength of what you're listening to. Because you will never get to FM when you're on AM. When your mind is tuned to negativity, that's all your mind can pick up. And if you want to hear what God has to say to you, you want to hear what people have to say to you, if you want to hear what I have to say to you, you have to take your brain and go, I'm no longer tuning into this wavelength. I need to listen to a different wavelength. I need to pick up some different frequencies. But the reason why you can't hear God is because you're tuning into negativity. You're tuning into these negative thoughts and you are constantly believing the lies about yourself and about other people wondering why you don't feel the connection and love and the things that you hear that God wants for you but you never experience. It's because you're tuning into the wrong wavelengths and what you need to do is to change the frequency, to change your thoughts by tuning into some different things. It's the difference between tuning into peace versus tuning into worry. It's the difference between tuning into positivity versus tuning into negativity. It's the difference between turning into, uh, tuning into spirituality and faith and connection and love versus turning into uh, worldly things and our own self and what's going to make us happy and these lies and deceit and whatever. It's AM versus FM. And so many of us in this room today, if you're watching online, we are tuning into AM wondering why our life is the way that it is. It's because that's the thing you constantly feed yourself. Jesus said it this way, that the words you speak come from the heart. That's what defiles you. The words that you speak come from your heart. So in other words, we got to change the things that are in our life. we got to take away this idea. And again, this is why I say these thoughts all take place in your mind. It's time to tune into a new wavelength. It's time to renew your mind. Where are your thoughts taking you? Where are your thoughts taking you? It's no wonder why you're where you're at today. You've allowed your thoughts to take you there. If you're one that you say, you know, uh, uh, my life just constantly self-destructs, it's because you think about it all the time. Hey, if you have trust issues, it's because you think about it all the time. You have trust issues, that's because it's constantly thinking through this idea. Hey, you have love issues, like you have connection issues, you have separation issues, it's because it's what you're thinking about over and over and over again. Your mind is just on repeat playing the same melody. And so today I just have two quick thoughts in regards to 
key takeaways uh, to go. So one, I want to say it like this. You can't have a positive life when you have a negative mind. Your life cannot be positive when your mind is constantly negative. Those two things don't go together. You're never going to get to where you want to be if you're constantly thinking negative things. You want a positive life, you're going to have to change the way that you think. And so here are two key thoughts. The first one is this. What is your biggest lie holding you back? What's the thing you listen to over and over again in your life? It always comes up. Like what is that thing in your life where you're saying, okay, this is a lie. But the problem is some of you don't believe it's a lie. You think it's true. Hey, you're, you're not good enough. You're not good enough. And you think about it over and over and over again. Hey, you'll never find love. You'll never find love. And you just think about it over and over again. You can't trust anyone. People always leave. And you're, this is that thought that's in your mind. Maybe it's financial for you. Maybe it's something in your own marriage. Maybe it's your own self and your constant wave of anxiety or depression or whatever. What are those lies that you're thinking about over and over and over again or those things in your life that you think are true? What's that thought you're thinking about over and over and over again? God can't love me. And it's just this roller coaster of here we go again. When that thing happens to you, you're like, this is exactly what I was afraid of. This was going to happen because this always happens to me. And what I want you to understand is that negative thoughts create these neural um, pathways in your life. In other words, it's making a path and you're going down it so many times, it's very easy for your mind just to go there instantly. Boom, you create a new path. It's there. The more you go down it, the easier it is for you to keep going down that road. Now, this is going to sound super Alabama, all right, what I'm about to talk about right now. But I feel like I've kind of become like an Asian redneck a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I, this was not me nine years ago. This is who I am now. And the term is deer hunter, all right, deer hunter. That means I slay deer all day. You know what I mean? Like, but not this year. I haven't got any yet. Only my son has got, but it's fine, all right. When you go deer hunting, I know at least with good idea where the deer are going to be. Do you know how I know that? Because one thing I've learned is that when you're out in the woods and stuff, you look for these things called game trails. A game trail is a path that's literally like in the middle of the woods. It's in the middle of like, like uh, grass or tall grass, whatever. And it's this little trail that is completely downtrodden and all the animals take it. The rabbits take it, the foxes take it, the deer take it. It's this trail. They have created a path and it's like, boom, I know the direction they're going to walk. I know which way they're going to be. And if I watch this trail long enough, I can time it and I can have for a good chance put myself in a position to be able to kill a deer. And what I'm saying to you is so many of you have created these pathways in your life of negativity and you have no idea that that trail is leading you to death. It's killing things in your life. It's killing joy. It's killing intimacy. It's killing love. It's killing connection. It's killing friendships. It's killing your marriage. It's killing the things with your kids. It's killing your finances. You keep going down this path over and over and over again, it will kill things in your life. You have to create new paths. And that is difficult work to do. We had uh, some neighbors that live next door to us and, and our kids are the same age and, and they wanted to create a trail in the woods from our house to their house. 
And I said, cool, that's all on y'all. I ain't doing none of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't digging a trail for y'all. I don't care if you get there or not. You know what I'm saying? But they did all the work to make a trail from our house to their house, raking leaves, sweeping, like cutting through limbs. And, and the thing is, when you start to make new trails in your life, you don't know when you're going to come to obstacles. Oh, here's a tree now. What am I going to do with this tree? Am I going to cut this tree down? Well, then once I cut it down, what am I going to do with all the wood? Which direction is it going to fall? Now I have a stump. What do I do with this stump? Do I dig up the stump? Do I go around the tree? And once you start going through, you start creating new pathways in your life and saying, okay, this is difficult work. And so most people, because here we are, January 7th, we start new things because it's a new year and we give up. Why? Because it's too hard. It's too difficult. If this was much easier. I want to diet and I want to do this and that. Yeah, but it's much easier to eat a little Debbie. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's just easier to do that. Like, it's already there for me. You have to plan things out. And so to create new pathways in your life, it's going to take a lot of work. But when you start going down new pathways, you know what happens to the old ones? It begins to overgrow. Our neighbors moved to a, a different spot. And so that trail that our kids have created in a very short time began to grow over. And now that trail is gone. And what I'm saying to you is when you begin to go down new paths in your mind and create new trails, the old one that you have, if you leave it alone, will begin to grow over. And the next time you try to go down it, it will be a little more difficult to go down that path. You've got to use different trails, which takes work in your mind to say, I'm not going this direction anymore. I love how Paul says it. He writes it this way. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. Too many of us are looking around society. We're watching TikTok and Instagram and YouTube for like what we should be doing. And he's saying, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. He says, but let God transform you into a new person. How? By changing the way you think. You see, the moment you put your faith and trust in Christ, you're a brand new creation but your brain, your mind has not been transformed yet. It's still the same. And so he says, you're transformed by changing the way that you think. Then you learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. In other words, you've got to start thinking a new way. You've got to change the wavelength you're tuning into. Hey, I was listening to this. I'm now tuning in to this, and this is difficult because I'm trying to think this new way, but it's, it's tough. But you start going down this new path, and you go down at one time, and you're like, ah, oh, I made it. And then the next time you go down that path, it becomes a little easier. It becomes a little easier and a little easier, and the path that you did have will begin to grow over. Here's our second truth, our thought today. Speak truth over the lie. We've got to learn to speak truth when our mind goes negative, um, the truth is the key to switching the wavelengths that we are tuning our brains into. Truth takes us from AM to FM. Truth is what allows us to tune into God. All right, that's what we need, truth. And some of us have a hard time even thinking positive thoughts. <laughs> like some of us uh, have a hard time even thinking anything positive about yourself. Like, how do you start thinking, like, if you're saying to me, all right, Pastor, like, I, I want to think positive thoughts, and you're like, I don't have any. 
My mind is a constant state of darkness and negativity. How do I think positive thoughts? Um, a few months ago, I did something for me personally that has helped me. Um, and I call it a gratefulness recall. All right? It's just a gratefulness recall. So basically, at the end of the day, when I'm laying there in bed, I start to replay the day. And normally what we do for all of us is we start to think about all the things that went wrong. This happened, and this happened, and this, oh, yeah, can't wait to see them tomorrow, right? It's negativity. At the end of the day, what I started doing was thinking through the day and going, what went well? What went well today? Not what am I thankful for, because then every day it's good, family, why? And that gets, like, tired. Like, you switch it up, you know, food, right? You know what I mean? It gets, it gets boring, repetitive. So you think through what went well. You start thinking of the day, like, what went well? Oh, woke up, stupid coffee pot broke, and now I had to go and buy coffee. That was seven bucks. That went bad, but I got to work. Okay, so I got to work, which means what? My car worked. My car took me from point A to point B to work. Hey, that went well. My car worked today. That went well, right? That went well. And you start thinking, what else went well? And you start thinking through your day. And what it forces you to do is it forces you to look at your life and go, what are things that maybe even if they're small went well? And it forces you to look at things in a new way and go, hey, that's a little bit positive. Like this past week, I turned 40. And my wife made a strawberry cheesecake cake. Strawberry cake, cheesecake, strawberry cake. That went well, all right? That went well. You know what I mean? I was like, thank God for this cake, right? Like, I'm going to start Monday anyways. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it was, it was incredible. And you start to think differently. And so for me, you begin to look at life, hey, through a totally different lens. I was looking for things that went wrong. Now I'm looking for things that went right. And you start to do that. And so I'm just telling you, for me, that was just one thing that I used in my life to start thinking more positive things in my life, looking at my life and being thankful for what God has done. Hey, this went well. And we start to look at life completely differently. And you start thinking about positive things and not just negative things. And that transforms you. Uh, going back to 2 Corinthians 10, look at verse 5. It will be on the screens. It says, Paul says, we destroy Arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God. We're going to take those lies that the enemy is constantly throwing, that constantly pulls you away from God. He says, we're going to destroy it. How? He says, by taking every thought captive and making it obedient to Christ. In other words, when you have a negative thought, it's like you chokehold that thing and you knock it out and say, I was thinking this, nah. Not today, right? Some of you, we have wrestling fans. Do you smell what The Rock is cooking? And then boom, drop it. And it's like, I'm not doing that anymore. I was going this direction. Now I'm going this direction. Oh, here's this thought. Here it comes, the finances. I'm not going to make it. We don't have enough money. Here, here we go again. How are we going to make it? No. You take that thought captive and say, you know what? Up until this moment, God has taken care of my life. He has provided for me. My family's provided for. He's taken care of us. And if God has done it, then he'll continue to do it because God has my best good, his interest, my interest in his life. And so I can squash that and go, hey, I can trust God through this situation. You're taking those thoughts and saying, I was thinking this way, but I'm not going to allow this lie to win. I'm taking it captive. You don't allow the lies to win in your life. You take over them. 
and say, no, no more does this thing have power in my life. I'm not going to self-sabotage myself anymore. I'm not going to ruin the relationships around me anymore. I am choosing to think something new. This is not true. And what we do is we take the truth of Scripture and we combat the lies. As Scripture, as it says, the Bible is our literal weapon that we can use that creates new pathways in our life. Truth fights the lies. So when we say things like, I'm not good enough, now we capture and say, no, 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 I am good enough. God accepts me just as I am. Hey, God will never love me. Nope. God loves me just as I am right now. There's nothing I can do to earn more of God's love or nothing I can do that God will love me any less. I'm, I'm loved right now. I won't make it versus no. I know that even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I have nothing to fear because God is with me. You're taking those thoughts captive and you're saying, I am choosing to believe the truth of what's actually going on and not believe this lie anymore. So what is that lie that holds you, about, uh, holds you back? I know for me, like as a pastor, I've been in full-time ministry for 18 years and I've been leading this church for the past nine years. And I can tell you that one of the biggest lies I fight all the time is feeling like um, I feel inadequate. I don't feel like um, that I am capable to do this job. I, I don't feel like I, I have uh, enough to be able to move forward. And I think like I, I relate to the Apostle Paul. He says in Romans like, I'm the chief among sinners. Hey, you're a sinner. I'm in that club too. And I think if I were to have a reality TV show and it followed me around, there'd be so many things I'd be ashamed of, so many things I would regret, so many things I would go, oh, that wasn't one of my best moments. But when I realize what Christ says through the scriptures, Paul writes it this way in Corinthians. It says, God chose the weak things in the world to confound the strong. And I know I'm weak. I know that I can't do it on my own. He says, God chose the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And then I realize that, hey, this whole thing is not about me. It's about God anyways. Why? So that he can get the glory. And as I look over the last nine years of this church, I can say, yeah, that's all God. There's not none of it that I could say, I did that. I look back and go, that's what God did. And that's what I'm telling you when it comes to your life. I get to see those things happen, but that only happens when we take the lies we tell ourselves and we make it obedient to the truth. So here's what happens when you begin to apply God's truth in your life. And you say, all right, these are the lies that are holding me back. These are the lies I'm constantly telling myself. What is that thing you're constantly saying? You're saying, all right, Dan, I want to walk down a new path. And, and you start to think these new thoughts. And you start doing the work to say, no, I, I am this and I am that. And, and God says this about me. And you start going down this new path. Listen to what he says. Peter writes it this way um, in his letter. He says it this way. By his divine power, in other words, the power of the Holy Spirit, God has given us everything we need for a godly life. Hey, right now, if you're a follower of Jesus, you have everything you need to live a godly life. There's nothing else you need. You already have it. He says, we have received all of this by coming to know him, Jesus, the one who called us to himself by the means of his marvelous glory and excellence. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us this great and precious promises. 
These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. In other words, he says, you have the power through the Holy Spirit to experience freedom. You have the power to experience the victory that God has already given you by changing the way that you think and walking in the promises that God has already said about you. But the problem is the only person that's keeping you from experiencing that life with God is you. You're the only person keeping you from experiencing what God has for you. And what I'm telling you, it's time to change the station. For some of you, it's time to change the station. Change the direction of your life by changing the direction of your thoughts. You need to figure out what the lies are. And you need to begin to speak truth over it. You begin to look at it and you say, no, this is the path I was going. This is the way my life was ending up. But that is not my life. That is not who I am. I am this. I am called. I am loved. I am free. I am forgiven. God has chosen me. I am a part of his uh, royal priesthood. I'm a son. I'm a daughter of Christ. And this is the direction I'm going in my life. And then if you're struggling in your marriage, you say this, hey, I am with you. I love you. And I know this is very difficult. I know we're going through a tough time, but I will not leave you. I am with you through this thing. We are in this together and we will take these steps to get better. We will be healthy. Our marriage will be stronger. We can do it together. We don't have to fight with each other anymore. We can fight together. Maybe you say to your child, hey, son, daughter, I love you. And I see the direction you're going in your life. And I want you to know that it breaks my heart, but I also want you to know that I will always love you. I will always be here for you. You never, no matter what you do, you will never lose my love. And I will always be here for you. And so I want different things for your life, but I want you to know that there's nothing else you have to do to earn my acceptance or love. I love you the way that you are, and I want God's best for your life, and I want you to follow him. Maybe you say in your own self, hey, I'm not going down that pathway anymore. I have fought this depression and anxiety too long and I am not gonna go down that path anymore. I don't believe those things that I keep telling to myself because those are lies and I would never say those things about myself. God has something different for me. God has something better for me. God has something special for me and that is the direction I'm gonna walk in my life. I'm gonna keep my eyes on him. I'm gonna keep pursuing him. I'm gonna make some new pathways in my life because this is the life that I want to have. I want to experience the promises that God says about me and I will not keep myself from them anymore. The devil has had enough victory in my life. I am walking a new direction. You have the power right now to experience everything that God says about you. The only thing keeping you from doing it is you. So maybe you have someone in your life who say, listen, I, I can't do it for you. Like as a pastor, I can't do it for you. I, I can't be there and help carry your burden. I can't take that from you. It says in scripture that we each have to carry our own load. We each have this burden that only we can carry, but it does say in scripture that we can help with the burden. We can be there for each other. We can encourage one another. We can pray for one another. We can help carry this thing with you and say, hey, while you do the work, I'll be carrying this with you. I'll be there for you. I'll encourage with you. Like I'll pray with you. We can see victory together, but you still have to do the work. So what lie is holding you back? We can give it to Jesus 
Because he is the truth and the truth will set us free. So if you want to experience freedom, that choice is yours. No one else can make that decision for you. So today, it's time to fight. Let's pray.